Happy New Year, everybody. It is January 1st, 2024. And for some reason, I was feeling uncharacteristically optimistic this morning when I got up because I actually just went to bed at my normal time and got up at my normal time. I know many of you have been burning the midnight oil in celebration of the day, and that is completely fine. Remember to go to Mass today, please. We have some interesting news on the that on the um, on that big story about the statue of St. Peter in Buenos Aires. And I'm just going to jump right into it. So happy new year, everybody. And I will be particularly checking the chat here because some of the reporting that came out initially was wrong, but wrong in a way that actually makes the story even more interesting. So let's go into this. December 17th, 2023 lightning strikes the statue of St. Peter near Buenos Aires, Argentina. December 17th was Francis's 87th birthday. It was also the day that Francis and Cardinal Fernandez, according to all the publicly available documents from the Vatican, met to discuss the release of Francis's infernal declaration, the blessing of James Martin Parings, which is opening the door for the church to accept a sin that scripture says cries out to heaven for justice or vengeance, depending on the translation of the Bible you're used to. The language in scripture and the teaching from the fathers of the church and from the actual magisterium of the church has always been unequivocal. It's only been in recent years that the church and the more, let's be honest, with the men in positions of power in the church began to kind of hem and haw about the sin in question because the, the world was suddenly moving towards accepting the sin. In fact, a bit of fun note of history here, it's an odd coincidence of timing that was probably not a coincidence at all, that the sin was being in question was being made acceptable by the secular world right at the time that the church had lost its moral authority in the eyes of the world due to the evils of Ted McCarrick and priests like him back in the early 2000s. And that's not a coincidence at all. That sin was being made acceptable by the secular world right at the same time that the church lost its moral authority. With the help of the hierarchy that was busy sweeping away the sins of those priests out of the public eye. That's not a coincidence. That all happened at the same time historically. Okay. Now, the church appears to the world to be catching up, so to speak, due to the rather clear contents of Francis's new diabolical document, as well as the things that he had said previously in the work of people like Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church. That diabolical document does allow for James Martin Parings to be blessed by a priest or bishop as long as it is done outside of a mass in a spontaneous manner that doesn't look like a liturgical blessing or isn't confused with the sacrament of holy matrimony, which is why we've had reports of priests blessing the rings of people in these situations, the parody of the sacrament of holy matrimony that the secular world offers, and they've had it with witnesses present. We've seen celebrity priests like Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church offer this blessing with New York Times reporters on hand to take pictures. The church appears to be catching up, and the world is smiling in approval. But God does not approve of this, obviously. As of the time of this live stream, 93,000 of you here on this channel and 282,000 of you at Taylor Marshall's channel and tens of thousands of you over at Tim Gordon's channel and a few others watched our respective reports about lightning striking a statue of St. Peter on December 17th. These pictures, the pictures involved went around the internet a few days later. And some asked why it took until after Christmas for the reports to get out. It was because literally only one news outlet, a blog run, I think, by an Argentinian who lived near the parish, reported on it. Literally only one outlet. It took a few days for that report to begin circulating. People tried to say that it was fake because the before and after images were taken at different heights because they were taken at different times by different people. That's just how it's going to happen. 
Some even tried to say that there was no storm in the area that could have done this. We now have a report from Michael Hitchborn that shows the event actually did happen. It's not really a report so much as a po that he posted some new pictures on his Facebook account. I'm not going to show the pictures from his Facebook. You'll get a hint a little bit there. I actually took some extra time to put them into like something that you can really get a good picture of them during this live stream, which I don't usually do. But here's what he actually said in his post. Let's just bring his initial his post up because this is frankly, really important. All right. So you, there you see, you get a picture. That's a different picture of it. But here's Michael Hitchborn from the Lepanto Institute. We all know the work he's done for the church. He says, some people are questioning the veracity of the claims that a statue of St. Peter in Argentina was struck by lightning on December 17th, pulverizing the halo key and blessing hand. The Lepanto Institute sent someone to the location to take pictures and confirm the events. The December 17th lightning strike is confirmed and there are, and here are additional pictures of the statue. Note, the lightning struck the statue despite there being lightning rods some 30 to 40 feet above it, second and third picture. I will get to those pictures here in a moment and much clearer than you can get from me just sharing a Facebook picture with you. Um, and I'll be, the, the individual, I'll go over the pictures individually, in fact, to clear up some errors here, including in his report and because additional investigation has been done. See, when this news broke yesterday on Facebook, a lively discussion happened immediately in the return to tradition discord group. The discord group is a private group for those members of who support the work I do here through Patreon or subscribe to, or that join button or the other options that are available to people. That very lively discussion began happening there. It's a, the discord is a secure group. It's available. It's, it's no tech discussion group is completely secure. We've seen that, but it is much more secure than say the, public comment section of a YouTube channel. But in that discussion, one astute patron started going through images of the statue in the cathedral in question. The halo had been missing for some time, actually, prior to the 17th of December when the lightning strike happened, meaning the lightning strike was not responsible for the halo going away. That had been a point, in fact, that Bergolian apologists who want you to think that the event didn't happen have been hammering home about since the news broke out. If you've been on Twitter or on Facebook, you've seen them doing this. So yes, the halo had been missing prior to this event for some time. In fact, the, patron, the patrons in Discord who investigated this noticed that the halo had been missing since September 2018. Pictures from before September 2018 show St. Peter with a halo, but the picture from late September 2018 shows him without the halo. These are pictures you can just find by going on Google and doing image searches. That might make some people think the story in general is fishy until you do a little more digging. You see, on September 18th, 2018, Francis issued a document called Apostolic Constitution Episcopalis Communio. It's an apostolic constitution, and it didn't seem like a big deal when it was promulgated. But in hindsight, that document was huge. The document was the formal announcement of Francis's intention to tear down the Catholic Church as it had existed and to replace it with his synodal church. It was it was described by some observers at the time as the logical implementation of Francis's first apostolic exhortation called Evangelii Gaudium, which was issued very early in 2013. Everyone agrees that Francis's letter to the faithful outlining his plan for his alleged pontificate, that was what Evangelii Gaudium was, an Episcopalis Communio of 2018, issued like the day before the halo disappeared, from that same statue, Francis expresses intention to, quote, profoundly reshape all the ecclesial structures so that they become more missionary. Some of that, by the way, is an actual direct quote from the document he issued in 2018. Okay, 
So he issues this document. The halo then disappears. Nobody notices for literally five years because it'd be the easy kind of thing to miss. But a little digging discovered that. So the halo had been missing already, and its timing was too coincidental, really, to be a coincidence. But how about the new images that we talked about there? I'm sorry for burying the lead as far as I did, but again, we are dedicated to the truth here, and the truth about the halo was too important to not cover, especially since it may have been lost in some previous act of God that really no one noticed until now. So let's start here with something very something important because um, context for what happened here the with the event. So... Uh, one of the things that the Bergolians have tried to say is that there was nothing going on that could have been a, a natural implementation for a lightning strike of this kind. So I can't read the headline on YouTube, but December 17th, 2023, the day of it, there was a storm, a huge one. Okay. This is reported by UPI. Those of you familiar with the various news agencies, this is one of the big international mainstream authoritative news sites. Okay. This is, Think the AP or Reuters, that kind of an organization. UPI does serious reporting. All right. So they are reporting that there was, in fact, the lightning, the, the conditions for such an event to happen. Let me go back to my notes here. Um, but so... It was a historic storm that hit, in fact, so historic that it wreaked a lot of havoc, to put it mildly. And so we're going to go now to some of these images. So here we go. Here's a slideshow for you. That is an image of the statue of St. Peter as taken by the reporter Lepanto Institute sent down a local that went and drove. I know because he emailed me some of these images, too. I didn't get all of them from him, but he some of these were shared by Michael Hitchborn and I putting them here together for you. That is a new picture taken yesterday of the statue again note the hand is the condition of the hand the key gone as in those earlier in the earlier reportings okay well let's actually go back because i uh buried the, i kind of jumped ahead a little bit there's your image of the storm now i live in um tornado alley so i've come to know that with these kinds of storms this is no joke that is the weather event that came to the uh, buenos aires area um trying to get back to my notes here i don't like to do um you know scripted live streams because it's easy for once you break away from your script to, to to lose the plot like here it is but it did wreak havoc and so that's the storm path and again living in tornado alley i've come to understand storms that look like this are serious business as they were that night in argentina the news reports of that event are there for anyone who cares to take even a brief look at the event i found this stuff by just do, using google okay i mean the storm left widespread water damage. But then you have this next image, okay? This next image, that's a picture of a tornado from the area, okay? This was a historic weather event that happened in Buenos Aires. Nothing to sneeze at. It came from near the affected area, and it should dispel any ideas that this was a minor weather event. According to the local I spoke with via email, tornadoes are pretty rare in that area, which is why this image is so important here. This next one is actually of the building that the statue is on. You don't see the statue in this image, but you'll note that there are lightning rods going into the sky here. These are the lightning rods Michael Hitchborn referenced. Lightning rods have a single purpose, okay? 
to prevent damage to property in a storm from lightning strikes by providing a grounded target for the lightning to harm generally harmlessly hit. And for whatever reason, the lightning rods didn't do their job that day, and instead lightning struck the statue of St. Peter. It's, again, I showed you this picture already, but we're bringing this back here. This was a, that was a statue that was damaged. It's a different picture than you've seen before. Again, his hand, the hand of the statue was clearly gone. Not only is that the key missing, but the hand we're used to associating with the teaching authority in sacred art is missing. It's just gone. No other real damage to the statue either. It's almost as if it symbolically, the papacy itself is fine. The office is fine. Peter still has authority as an office, but this particular teacher has no authority anymore. That was kind of the gut feeling I had looking at this statue in context. So I'm going to leave the image on the screen so you can really take that in because this is, again, a new image. A minor correction here. The local I spoke with said that most of the North American YouTubers who spoke about this said that this was in Bergoglio's old diocese, and it, it wasn't. And this has become where it gets even more important in a symbolic way. It happened in a neighboring diocese, what we call a suffragan diocese de Buenos Aires. If you're not familiar with the term of a suffrage, uh, suffragan diocese, the, they are those dioceses that are small neighboring dioceses to the larger nearby archdioceses. And the archbishops of those archdioceses also have authority over them, but just not in the same way. The local ordinary has to answer to the archbishop on certain questions. Sound familiar? Think of the every diocese in the world is essentially a suffragan diocese to the Bishop of Rome. Virtually all smaller dioceses are suffragan dioceses to the big neighboring archdiocese. It's a complicated canonical topic for a different time, but this was in a neighboring diocese. This still happened on the night of his birthday, on the day that he authorized Fernandez to issue the document the next day in an area that he did have authority over as the, at one point in history as the ordinary of the archdiocese, as a cardinal archbishop of uh, the Archdiocese of Buenos Aires, even if that was in a neighboring smaller diocese because of how suffering, suffragan dioceses work. Again, mentioning it because the truth matters here, which is why I'm going to say something here. We've seen something odd happen in the aftermath of all this on social media. It was happening mostly on Twitter. Anonymous accounts have suddenly appeared authoritatively declaring that the event didn't even happen. They've clung to the halo issue as proof, which is why I actually led with that. Some in perfect Bergolian fashion said the storm, that was the natural instrument used by God for this event. Some said that didn't happen. Tell that to the 13 people removed from this mortal coil in that storm. There have been clear attempts to get this event explained away as a non-event, with some saying that the initial images were photoshopped. I hope the new images taken by the Lepanto Institute's uh, on-the-ground reporter there clears that up for people. All right. So there you have it. That is the new image. That's the building. Note the lightning rods. That's the tornado from the area. And that's the actual weather event that happened. That was the natural instrument for this event. I'm going to check the chat now because this has been very lively. <laughs> um, wow. But yes, I'm actually much more optimistic about this year than it could be. I'm just in a good mood today, but I'm very optimistic about 2024 and I don't know why, but I will go over some of my predictions that I promised yesterday. Um, Violet Femme mentions, Violet Femme mentions that uh, some other weather related things are, yeah, it was a very serious event. This was, it would have made international news if we were in the business in, um, you know, if it wasn't, you know, half a world away from most of us. 
Uh, good morning to you in Kerala, India, Austin. Appreciate the well wishes. Um, is this live? Antonio says, yes, this is live. We are doing this live right now. Okay. So going over some, just looking at some of the, the, are there reports? How the, are there any reports? There are no reports, none, but the timing on that one is weird. Disappeared right before the, uh, the issuing of, uh, Francis's document where he's announcing the synodal church, the ape of the church back in 2018 in a document. Nobody really noticed about, um, I will say I will. Some of you talking about things that you expect to happen in the United States here. Does anyone know how the halo disappeared? We don't know. Again, none of that was reported. Do we know when the first strike happened? Is is the date significant? December seventeenth was the date. It was, which is Francis's birthday. It's also the day that he met with Cardinal Fernandez, according to public records made public by Fernandez for Francis to give the final approval to his infernal document, which was then released the next day on the, on an old feast day that went away with the 1954 liturgical reforms. The feast day was the feast of the expectation of Mary one week before the nativity. So there's too many coincidences for me to believe it's a coincidence. Is there any info about why there was only one silver key? No, and I'm very curious about that. Why was the, see the traditional images of the statue? Like some of the other images show that he had one key in his hand. Remember, Saint Peter has two keys: one representing earthly authority, and the other is the binding and loosing. He only had one one key, which is fascinating. Yeah, the loss of the keys and the blessing hand is sending strong messages from God. I totally agree. So let's go now, because I mentioned yesterday that I would do some 2024 predictions. Um, first is an unpopular one. I expect Francis will be a lot around for a lot longer than most people expect. Big sign, my big evidence for that is that he's keeping very, very active. Older men who remain very active tend to stick around for a while. Purpose keeps men alive. And he clearly is a purpose-driven person. He will, I, my expectation is that at the end of this year, we'll still be talking about the things he's done. Um, at the end of 2024, I fully expect we'll be talking about the final document that the Synod issued and the consequences of it, dubia from it, all of that. That will I expect we'll be dealing with at the end of 2024. Number two, documents to expect. I, we've been expecting a revisiting of Humanae Vitae for some time. I've seen some like very Francis-friendly news outlets do year-in-review stuff where they were surprised that there was not the rumored Humanae Vitae follow-up. I expect that in 2024. I would suggest also that we'll see further tightening or of regulations on traditional groups this year, possibly with the traditional priestly fraternities. But the, the suppression of a lot of, of traditional religious orders has gone very public. And so I expect you're going to have that addressed by Rome this year in some way, and it probably won't be for the better. My third prediction is you will see more bishops canceled by Rome. When I did an article for Catholic Family News, after uh, Bishop Strickland was uh, forced into retirement, re my research showed that there were 25 bishops that we know of going back to 2013 that Francis forced into retirement. I expect we'll see two more this year because that just seems to be the number, two to three per year. I expect a consistory will be announced probably in the next couple of months and it will be held in the fall To And a consistory is where the Pope makes people, elevates bishops into the office of being a cardinal. Also expect to see some high-profile promotions this year. You'll see bishops elevated to the becoming archbishops. You will see 
some probably celebrity priests become uh, auxiliary bishops are going to see this kind of thing happen in 2024. I expect to see some of the better bishops get punished for speaking out, like Cardinal Burke has been. Burke was not the last of these. Keep an eye on Schneider. Keep an eye on Mueller. Um, I don't know how the, you know Cardinal Seurat is retired. I don't know if they could do to him except take his pension. But expect this stuff to ramp up. Um, the case of Father Rupnik, uh, his case will close this year, and I don't think anything is going to happen to him. He has way too much dirt on the hierarchy, and he's clearly being protected. After all, he he was reincarnated into this into a diocese in Slovenia, but he's been living in Rome at his old facility, continuing his work in full view of everybody, and nothing has happened. He's clearly being protected. So on YouTube, um, you're going to have to start active in the fall. You'll start have to actively searching for your Catholic YouTube channels because of the election that's coming towards the end of the year. That happened in 2020. You will need to actually actively search them. This is why I suggest following the Return to Tradition Facebook page or going to the um, uh, returntotradition.org and signing for the, the newsletter email. You get an email once a day with the links to the videos of the day, plus all my sources. Speaking of that, by the way, any day now, you're going to see an uptick in political advertising on YouTube. YouTube places ads on literally everything now, and they have for the last year or so. And YouTubers don't have the ability to control what candidates' ads appear on our videos. Even if we chose the option to turn off ads, it's not how it works. They still place ads on things. They made that announcement a year or two ago. So you're going to see, and we have no, I don't have the ability to say, I don't want to see candidate X or candidate Y's ads on my videos. You're going to see them on, your, on videos on pretty much every channel. Okay, 2024 is here. So be ready for that. The same thing happened back in 2020. Those are my predictions, though, for this year. All right. Um, Dean says, Father Murray. Yeah, he's been very outspoken. Father Gerald Murray has been very outspoken about this document. Um, Jay Hardy says he bets at the next synod, the final meeting of the synod, we will see the deaconettes issue. Yeah, and they won't call them deaconettes. They'll probably call them deaconesses, and they won't make them ordained, but it'll be it'll be a, the door cracked open for them. Because everybody who advocates for the reinstitution of the deaconess fails to re, uh, mention that the deaconess never went away. A deaconess is what we call a nun today. They never went away. So I don't know what what it, what it is they're doing here. They're doing something very novel. God gives us signs. Remember St. Villamina. Yep, that is true. Why can't they remove Francis? Because there is no mechanism for it. No formal mechanism. There's been theorized, people have theorized about mechanisms, but there is no mechanism for it that's ever been tried. Okay. Um, there are more to the keys as well, right? Eastern and Western churches. You forgot the full story of the relic. I mean, yeah, there are. It's. A, I mean, you, somebody could do a two-hour live stream probably on this on the on what the keys of Saint Peter actually re, are more than than what I just said offhandedly. Yes, it is the it, it is the blessing hand. Remember, that's it. That is his right hand on the screen. Damian Keller says that he at the where he lives has a, there's a statue where he only has one key. That's interesting. I wonder if that's there's a, something when that trend started. When was the Vatican struck by lightning? That was the day that you're referencing the day that Benedict XVI announced his resignation. 
Esteban says there's more. The Peter statue is one of the largest and newest Marian shrines of the country. So there's that too. And one more thing people have been predicting for 2024. And I tend to think it's right. Well, I would, I would be surprised if they didn't try to do something about this. There has long been a whispers from Rome that they're going to address Marian apparitions in not a good way. So we'll see. But this is a this is one of the largest statues of Saint Peter, and it's at the newest Marian shrine in the country. A lot of symbolism there. All right. If there's any further questions, I'll take them now. Otherwise, I'm going to uh, wrap this up because here we are. You know, today going to mass this morning, and I have to get my family ready. Um, Deborah, yes, you're, when you're, that report you're referring to was buried in the Vatican archives and then disappeared uh, reportedly once Francis was in. All right, folks. Yeah. Somebody says, uh, somebody does mention, yeah. TP Joseph says he has YouTube premium, no ads. I have YouTube premium. I haven't actually seen a YouTube ad in a very long time, at least not on my main account. Um, it does cost something, but I, it's not free, <laughs> but you never see an ad anymore if you have YouTube premium and you get the YouTubers get treated as if you did watch ads and they get treated that way at a slightly better pay rate. Everybody wins with it. It's also one of the more pricier streaming services you can get, but YouTube is the biggest streaming service in the world. And that's why all the politicians flood this place with ads during election season. Uh, Bradley, that what will happen is Francis paving the way for the man of perdition. That depends if he's people act, uh, predict that he is like you know the 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 man of sin's prophet. Well, well, I don't know about that. We will find out. I noticed that Akita is in. Yeah, I I've seen people say that. I haven't dug too deeply into it though. But anyway. Um, should, since today is a big feast day, should we expect any announcements from Rome? I would look to see what Francis says in his address today, because he'll give some kind of address. That's what I would look for. See there. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Tony. I spent too much time reading news, and I read a, and I have a, I've spent a lot of time reading this stuff, just stuff about the church. All right, thank you, folks. And I greatly appreciate you tuning in today and your support in the past year. And the uh, just stick around with us as this story, these stories continue to develop. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>